Well, we've got a special guest on our our family, our brother, our partner, Maddie Meh is on. Uh, welcome, welcome, my friend. Happy to be back. Um, what a season! What a season! <laughs> That's what this can be counted as a season. Yeah, that <laughs> of all the football seasons in Michigan State history, this was one of them. <laughs> It was am, one of the seasons of all time. <laughs> it is a football season. It it doesn't count. You know, it's a it's an even year COVID year. So that that's what I'm going to go with. Um, I'm pulling up our predictions that we had at the beginning of September. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm pretty <laughs> close. Here we. Oh wait, th- those are NFL. Those are pretty comical in some parts. Hey, mine, hey, mine are doing pretty well. Yeah, you're you're he- Nick Bosa's back. Are the Dolphins winning? Funny how Bosa finally Bosa decided to get his head out of his ass once Trump declared he was running again. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so our predictions for the season on September first, twenty twenty two. We all had Akron and Western as easy wins. I mean, sure. the Western win not the count. Yeah, the, it's a W. It doesn't count as an easy W. I don't know. It didn't feel like an easy W for the people that were there, but we Jeff just... Thor, Jeff Thor knew that his son did not have that dog in him. <laughs> uh, Akron. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy victory. Um, <laughs> and then this is where the train starts to just, the, the tracks aren't even there anymore. It's like uh, planes, trains and automobiles when the train just stops having tracks and they have to walk the rest of the way. That was all of us as Spartan fans. Um, at Washington, Matt and Carter said comfy WSD said easy dub. I said a pull away victory. So I guess the close, I was the closest one, but that was still just, a, <laughs> we don't want to, we don't like bringing that game up. And then we, we, uh, we underestimated, underestimated Washington because they were really good this year. And Michael Penix, after his second ACL tear of his career, just somehow tapped into another level. And that's just something I didn't really see coming. Yeah. Um, and they were what, 10 and 2? I think so. Yeah. I think they yeah. finished 10 and 2, which is what we all predicted for MSU. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Minnesota, woof. Uh, we all said easy dub. I said comfy victory. Um, and then <laughs> at Maryland, we all said easy dub. And then Ohio State, we all had it as a loss, but hopefully covered. Not, not great. Um, <laughs> Wisconsin, hey, we got one right. Um, hey. Matt, Matt said W. <laughs> me, Carter, and SD said close victory. And that's what it was. Oh! That's we what all, it was. We all got it. Um, and that Michigan, <laughs> uh, Matt and I said close win. Carter and SD said win. But if you go back and listen to the tape, I did say eight Michigan State players would get in a fight in the tunnel <laughs> after the game. Go back and review the tape. And then th- then another five would get a rain later. Yeah. But, yeah. But you got you got the players wrong. We're about to tip <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, half credit. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, um then it's at me. Illinois, uh we're in the two thousand throwbacks today. Yes, sir. Ooh. Oh, shit. I got to put the game on. Um, yep, oh, we won the 
Bobui, get a goddamn job. We won. Yeah, we won the tip. Okay. Um, at Illinois, Cart or Matt said comfy W. I mean, eh. I wasn't comfy when I said. <laughs> um, SD said letdown loss. Carter said trap game loss, and that's what it was looking like going into the. It was going to be a letdown loss, but. I feel um, like I feel like I should be exempted from that because a letdown loss implies that they won the Michigan game. So because they didn't win the Michigan game, I feel like that shouldn't count against me. <laughs> my whole thing, my whole thing with the Illinois game being a trap game loss is that it was like the complete opposite of what I thought it would be. I thought the records would be flipped. <laughs> and then us going into Illinois would be would just be a tough environment. But what Spartan Dog and I both agreed on was that it would be the Daniel Barker game. He did not have a catch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tyler <laughs> Hunt had a that, – yeah, I remember being – I almost threw the remote at the TV when Peyton Thorne was trying to go for Tyler Hunt and, like, got picked off to start the game. I about lost my shit. Um, but I said pull away victory. We didn't really pull away, but Matt and I got – Matt and I got points there. Um, Rutgers um, – it was it was not an easy victory, I would say, but we all had win. We all had a win. Um and then oh god. Um Indiana, whew, boy, we all had easy dub, and it was sure as hell looking that way until you watched the second half. Um Ross Ells is still employed as of now. Yeah, it's been over a week. Ross Ells, why do you still have a job? Um, Deion Sanders, if you're listening, we have a great special teams coach that do not take, like, please do not take him. He is so good. Um, you're going to have the best special teams in America if you take him. Uh, and then Penn State, you all said a win. Uh, Carter said blowout win, you know, in his, Oops. The, the, the frames drinkling uh, agenda. I said close loss, but that was the worst part of the season. Watching, watching, watching Penn State getting their face, watching Penn State getting their faces caved in versus Utah, it's going to be so goddamn cathartic. It's, <laughs> it is going to be, it is going to be spectacular. Cam Rising, uh, going to kick their ass. Future Lions legend, Cam Kim Rising. Oh, shit. Whoa, Maddie. Oh, he just swatted a ball. <laughs> We're yeah we're 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 uh, recording while the game's going on because we record Sunday nights so we really we were stuck in watching the game no matter what that was um, a violent block so and then our bold predictions oh my god <laughs> mine was rough oh no <laughs> this is where not only the train is off the tracks the train just <laughs> just blows up into a million pieces you know um, what's wild is how how sane a lot of these I, sounded at the time gonna be like yeah I didn't. Yours is the most sane, and it could still happen if he's. I think he's coming back next year. Um, you said Trey Mosley breakout season, he becomes the dude. Oh, which he had a couple of good games for us. In order for that to happen, in order for that to happen this season, Trey Mosley would have had to be 13 feet tall, but there had to have been a different quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carter said Jaden Reed breaks MSU single season wide receiver yardage record. Again, if he was 13 feet tall, <laughs> very doable. He wasn't doing that even with the injury, even without it. And then um, Spartan Dog can repeat his last uh, sentence. 
Jaden Reed is a Heisman finalist was your prediction. Um, <laughs> and wow, and, uh, mine, I don't know if this dude played, he played maybe a couple games. Um, Montori Foster Jr. is this year's unsung hero. Is he, is he in the portal? <laughs> he, had, no. he had seven catches for 98 yards and a touchdown this year. That's that, that was, that was Montori Foster's year. Great. Um, yeah, that was, that was fun. So we just wanted to kind of, uh, do our own little eat some crow, you know, be humble, you know, that's how we got here. And, um, you know, that's how we're going to continue to, to move forward. Um, so what do we want to talk about next? We, we've got a lot of shit that happened in the last week. Um, I say we kind of talk basketball because it's going on right now. <laughs> and um, there's really nothing to say about football. Should we, do you think wow. we should give a post-mortem on football real quick? We, we did last that? year, but we can talk. You can give your own. We got, yeah, we, we got to let Maddie have his. Yeah. You, Matt, you can give your own postmortem. You can give your own I, in memoriam to MSU football. I, in in memoriam to MSU 2022 football. Um, I I just found it. I think going through the games the way you listed them of how we were feeling versus then what actually happened. <laughs> I think are uh, pretty telling. Um, of where I I stand with it. The Washington and Minnesota games. I was at weddings for and Maryland and. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Uh, <laughs> that was the first time I was really thankful for him. So for me, it felt like I started the season with the normal hype of a uh, football season and took a break and came back into a nightmare zone where uh, <laughs> everything was went to hell. And then the Michigan game happened and then everything really went to hell. And then there was a little bit of hope and then they kicked me in the balls right at the end of the day. And that was uh, a lot of the season. And I'm happy it's over. I'll be very excited for when it's all over and uh, Georgia wins uh, everything. So that will be very nice when everyone can focus on basketball season because uh, that's the true sport. Yeah. yeah. So here, I mean, so, <clears throat> you know, this week, um, I had a whole, like, I was going to do a speech and hop up on my soapbox. Um, and then yesterday, uh, Joel Klatt had to clarify that Mozzie Smith did, in fact, travel with the team. Um, he was playing this week. Did and, really didn't, and didn't mention why that would be relevant to anybody at all, just kind of <laughs> out of nowhere. It would kind of be like if... Yeah, your uncle Jim's coming over, so the grandkids, um, so the grandkids have to be home by eight thirty, and then they don't have to, and then they don't tell you why Uncle Jim can't be around the grandkids. He really said that. Yeah, yeah, that was a real thing. Joe half of the game, but I didn't watch the first half. He just said, "Oh, Mozzie Smith is playing and traveled with the team," and then they didn't go into any further detail. Don't don't say anything, man. Just just ignore it. Oh, they can't see. And, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of over it. I, I don't know. It's like, like, of course the criminal justice system in America is rigged. Of course, of course, prosecutors are going to have prosecutorial bias. Of course, DAs are going to fucking lie. That's what they do. Of course they're gonna of course they're gonna ask for ridiculous things and then backtrack on them when 
when those ridiculous things become public. Like it's a feature of the criminal justice system, not a bug. Mozzie Smith is the first black guy to benefit from corruption in the criminal justice system probably ever. <laughs> like he's one of the first. So like whatever. I you know, fuck it. I I don't know. I don't care. This is this is a fucking clown show. It's ridiculous. Everyone wants it to be over, but I kind of want it to go on as long as possible. <laughs> I want this thing to drag out forever and ever and fucking ever. I want a Joe Biden tweet about this bullshit. That's what I, that's my end goal here. I want a Joe, I want Rashida Tlaib on the steps of the Washington County Courthouse giving a statement. That's what I want in all of this. It's not over. It'll never be over. And uh, if you're a Michigan fan going to East Lansing next year, good fucking luck to you. That's that environment should be beyond hostile. That is going to be a rough environment. Oh my god! Uh, I will be there, but yeah, I'll be there too. And if you're you're one of these Walmart Wolverine motherfuckers who go to like who go to non-conference games, it should be the most uncomfortable experience. Everyone's goal in that stadium, instead of yelling at people who are standing up and scream and cheering. Like was the experience I had during Ohio State. Your goal should be to get those assholes to leave as soon as fucking possible. That should be your goal. Without without risking getting kicked out. Yeah, I mean, get as close the line. As you, get as close as you can to the line without crossing it. Yeah. And when that day and you know, when that day in late October comes next year. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I, I I just cannot stand the hypocrisy that Jim Harbaugh has. Like, as soon as the game ended against us last, or a month and a half, month-ish ago, he was like, I hope they get charged to the highest extent. And then his guy, look, I'm not going to go after Mozzie Smith. Like, did he do the worst thing in the world? No, it was dumb. He should have known better, but like, I mean, it's too late to really get p- pissed at him, but like for and Jim Harbaugh to, to play him is just beyond hypocrisy. The guy's an asshole. He's a piece of shit. Um, I, I hope I, I don't know. I just, it sucks that Michigan's doing this well. <laughs> That's just the worst part. And if Mozzie Smith, like, if they just came out and suspended him for a game, I don't think much of us have – I don't think any of us have an issue. I think I think no one has an issue if he didn't go after the MSU that hard. Yeah. I think if he had just kept his mouth shut, and even if there was a prosecution or anything, but if they didn't – if he didn't get involved or Ward Manual or the – Michigan athletic department. I think it's a whole different story, but it's because of that. That's where everyone. And some people on online have a very tough time understanding that that, that's what people are mad about uh, where they go. Well, Mozzie Smith didn't have a, and it was like, yeah, but the idea is that there was a crime. There were crimes committed by a football player. You went really hard after MSUs who did everything correctly. And lo and behold, it looks like 
you were the ones actually not doing anything correctly about your own house. And that's so, that's what folks are mad about. And I honestly think if Jim had just kept his big fucking mouth shut, which he doesn't, he can't, he, uh, that I think no one would have reacted that much to Mozzie Smith having a gun charge. They'd go, oh, that's bullshit. But, you know, now right. that we have these these eight guys that are going through hell and back for, you know, the one guy, you know, Kari Crump swinging the helmet, that's a different story. But the guys in the tunnel pushing and shoving and all all that, yeah, like you're going after them pretty hard for for then declaring one of your own is a good kid, but you can't make the same assessment for a similar football program. It's um, it's telling. I think it shows a lot about character that goes on in in Ann Arbor. I mean, we already kind of knew with Harbaugh the way he defended Bo after all his scandal and whatnot Depends. that he really doesn't care about people. Yeah. Um. So the charade can go on as long as. Uh, you got the knob slobbers in the media that are really pushing the the agenda and and you're gonna you'll just hear about how great he is and all that stuff i mean hell i was i was literally talking to a stranger the other who saw i was wearing a michigan state hat and decided to bring up how good of a dude they thought jim harbaugh was he wasn't from the conference like was from the east coast He's like, well, I just want to let you know I love Jim Harbaugh. I was like, well, cool, man. Here's stop talking to me. <laughs> like, well, this conversation can end. But it, yeah. It, um, it it reminds me of a of a very telling Mark D'Antonio quote from eight years ago after we kicked their ass in 2014. It doesn't come from the players or the coaches, it comes from the program. Um it's overall, it's the program. And yeah, Jim Harbaugh is part of it but he was bred in that program. It comes from them. It, it stems from the whole. Holy the whole shit. Tyson in. Walker just fucking stuffed Paul Bowie. Yeah. He stuffed him. And, and Hauser three. Hauser oh, right. three. Bo, Bo, Bo Bowie. <clears throat> that's, that's the clearest indication I've seen yet that you should get a fucking job. <laughs> um, and you know, what's really telling it, like, it feels like coach Izzo was like a prophet. A couple days before when he kind of went off on the me- local media um, yeah in that in that little interview that little clip where he's just like why don't you guys write stuff about them huh why don't you write something huh you don't and then like a day and a half later this the shit hits the fan with michigan yeah. you probably- then of course real quick to to put to get heat off mozzie smith they come out with their bullshit um biased prosecutor who has go blue in his at in his twitter profile that another five guys are arraigned on charges and like sd said in his monologue he wanted them tested for drugs and steroids and alcohol like what the fuck are we doing that and that's the biggest bullshit of all and that's it and that's the thing that pisses me off the most because i listen i've had friends who have gotten in trouble for alcohol, who've gotten like multiple MIPs and who have gotten caught with weed before it was legal in the state of Michigan. Okay, here is what they make you do. You have to call a number every single day. You have a certain set of colors. They say these colors have to test today. Hmm. And they read off a list of colors. If your color is called, you then have to go to the testing session before it closes. If you have work, if you have class, if you have, if you have other priorities, 
God damn it, you better go get tested. You have to pay for each test. Each <laughs> test is $120. Like you have to do this several days in a row? It's not every day, but you have to do it. It depends on, it depends on frequency. And you have to do this a set amount of times, depending on the judge. You may have to do it weekly until, until your trial is over. Holy shit, you could spend thousands of dollars. Exactly. It's a fucking trap so that you can get violations and that they can hold it against you so you can plead so so you so you feel pressure to plead out. That's what it is. It's abhorrently racist. It's incredibly classist. It in the fact that there was no alcohol or drugs involved in this situation at all, and that rat fuck had any any sense to suggest that that happened is fucking beyond the pale. And then to not own it and to backtrack is even fucking more insulting. Right. If you're going to show your ass, show your fucking ass. Don't, don't try to save face because you want to come off as a full progressive because you, because you work in Washtenaw County. And you want to get reelected. Fuck you, man. You fucking rat fuck. He will get reelected because he has he has the Michigan fans in his back pocket. It's not even it's not even that I, I don't even give a shit about about him getting reelected. What it it's so frustrating. So frustrating that 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 a prosecutor even felt that he had that he had the right to suggest that the fact that any the fact that anyone can can be so can be subject to that system at any time is so fucking frustrating and this goes beyond like homerism or bias or whatever this is like this is like commie commie sd coming out of the woodwork here to to fucking bitch and complain about the criminal justice system in america also to your point, and to Izzo's point, uh, SDL SD4L enthusiast, uh, the one who the one who broke the story, the guy with four hundred fucking Twitter followers, broke this story before the state's largest newspaper. Asked him to come on the pod. Doesn't want to draw attention to himself right now, but is a fan. Big shout out to you. We salute you. Big shout out to you. You're doing God's work out here. Yep. Maybe, so, maybe we'll have some people closer to these instances on, you know, later on when the heat not dies down completely, but, you know, it, it falters a little bit. So uh, a, a warrant request was submitted to the prosecutor's office on October 14th. Now, a warrant request... I've looked into this myself just to confirm what he was saying is true, is basically a yes or no answer. It's like, do, we, do you want to publish a warrant for this guy? Yes or no. Now, you could have said no and said he was in the process of getting his CPL. There's really nothing here. It was a mistake, which I agree with. I don't really think Bosie Smith should face any charges, Okay. No, is it is it stupid to apply for a CPL and then carry your pistol around anyway, knowing you don't have a CPL? 
Yeah. It's incredibly short-sighted. But 21 years old, you're not making the best decisions. And that goes into a different conversation about gun ownership. That we he should have made, he could have made way worse decisions with that. That that we probably should be having in this country. And after Virginia, I don't blame any football player at all for wanting to for wanting to get a gun. Honestly, I don't. Um it's a thir- it it should take 30 minutes. These are the facts. Do you want to press? Do you want to do you want to do you want to file a warrant? It was dragged out for over a month. The warrant wasn't filed until November 29th. <laughs> Angelique Chengelis from the Detroit News, the Michigan beat writer, knew about this story since it happened for over a month. She sat on this story. Carter, you're the journalism guy. Maybe you can provide some more insight beyond Blue Wall. But to sit on this for a fucking month when you knew this was coming and to fucking hem and haw and clutch your pearls is fucking unbelievable. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's where I'm at. I I don't know. It, this is something that is going to drag on forever and we're never going to hear the end of it, but I, it's taken this rivalry to an even more toxic space that I didn't think we'd touch. And you know what? Sorry, I'm, I have to go ISO again, Lucas. I'm sorry. There's been a lot of lamenting on the Michigan side about how toxic this rivalry has got. Right? Chris, Chris Castellani posted a video about it. And the thesis of his video was correct. Michigan media members who are, who are going, how did this get so toxic? We don't understand. This used to be friendly banter. Now it's turned into now it's turned into watching warrants. The call is coming from inside the fucking house. This the toxicity in this rivalry is pushed one way. Michigan lobbied the state to not establish a land grant institution in Lansing. Michigan voted against membership. For MSC in the Big Ten. Michigan lobbied that Michigan voted against sending MSU to the Rose Bowl when they so clearly deserved it in the mid-60s under Duffy Dollar. Michigan lobbied the state again to prevent MSC from changing their from changing their name from Michigan State College to Michigan State University. Every turn. Michigan is the one who pushes this rivalry further into toxicity. And the media is complicit. You fed the little brother narrative. When we were kicking ass, it was about how D'Antonio's a dirty coach and he does it the wrong way. Yep. When Nasser broke, you worked tirelessly to tie D'Antonio and Izzo to Nasser. When they literally had zero evidence. You put, 
you put everything Michigan State in front of the paywall. Every time there's a scandal at Michigan State, it's in front of the paywall. If I want to read about Dr. Anderson, I have to subscribe to your fucking shitty newspaper. (laughs) If I can find any stories about Dr. Anderson at all. And then when Harbaugh beats the piss, I'll give it to him there, beats the piss out of, out of D'Antonio's corpse, you declare the rivalry is over. That there's no coming back. That it was fun while it lasted, little brother. But then... But Harbaugh... But then... A Mac quarterback and a Mountain West wide receiver came into your house and fucking punked you a week after turning the ball over seven times. While you had while you had Cam Newton and Tim Tebow's test tube baby under center. <laughs> that's a yeah, that's right. Because that whole Minnesota game, they were like. This oh, is no mix in. And now or that and now mix. you want to sit back and you want to clutch your pearls and you want to cry because everyone else is seeing what Michigan State fans already knew. I usually stay quiet about that stuff, but I agree with everything you just said. Matt, what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, we're it, it, it's a it's a just another chapter in the lore. It's probably not. It's probably a pretty dark chapter in the lore of the the rivalry. Um, this is when Dobby died. Other, this is when Dobby but, died. Yeah, this <laughs> is when Dobby dies. Um, yeah, this is when Dobby dies. I think that um, what really is the i was thinking about it the other day you know just men, you know meditating on michigan michigan state rivalry um <laughs> no I, I was thinking about it the other day and and was kind of like okay this this is kind of crazy toxic how do we how did we get this here or get here from the, all this and um naturally i i blame michigan as well for it and you got to think about it i think the best way is if you notice that all the crazy shit seems to happen when Michigan wins. So why does it only happen when Michigan wins where you get the, the turf and the locker room fucked up at Spartan stadium, you get the, the shit going on in the tunnels. It, it seems to happen where they can't handle MSU beating them. So when it, they do the opposite or when, you know, when, when they beat MSU finally, then all of a sudden they they go insane and they're and, and if you just you don't have to go dig deep to find some unhinged and uh broken from reality tweets or takes that just flat aren't, aren't true hell did you lucas the the tweet about with the guys saying that uh purdue was stealing signals at the big 10 championship game like that happens in every stupid game. and crazy 
they're just all stupid they're, they're, it's so hard to find ones that and if they have any sense of intelligence they're smarmy as shit so they're annoying as hell so you're just like shut the fuck up that can happen in every game and it's convenient that it was like uh what a one score game and then they're like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Purdue must be stealing signals. There, there's something going on on the sideline. It's like maybe on. it's a football game. Maybe they're just doing for a football game. Maybe their scheme is actually working well against you guys. Yeah. If you think of that? I guess the fuck not. <laughs> it's always something. And you get when you live it every day, especially if you're online a lot. Oh, um, I just I wish I wasn't as addicted to Twitter as I am. Yeah, I mean, it because because you you deal with really anybody who can just sign in and and start spamming uh crazy and usually just uninformed stuff and they all eat it up. So it, it's almost to the point that I mean I can see why people are exhausted, quote unquote, of the of the Twitter or the of the the toxicity of the of the rivalry. But it's also like, well, maybe the key is that everyone's a little too into it maybe we all got to kind of take a, a quick step back, but I mean, they bring it that way. It, I, I can't state that enough. And, and SD, I feel like that's, that's kind of what you're saying is that it's, it's, they push that they do that on themselves. Think about it. We wouldn't be this pissed about Mozzie Smith. If they just held one little bit of accountability or didn't, focus on MSU so much and trying to make such a big deal about Michigan state. But then it's like, like MSU and its fan base would be a very normal fan base. If they didn't have to share a state with university of Michigan and all their fucking bullshit. And that's kind of where everyone's always like, Oh, I feel like MSU fans are always so angry. It's like, yes, because we constantly deal with Michigan fans. And then you even have other fan bases when they finally have an interaction with Michigan fans, whether on Twitter or in person. And they're like, Oh, these people fucking suck. And then you're, then usually MSU people are like, exactly. Yep. That's now you, now you hear it. So, um, I don't know that I, I, it's disappointing that the rivalry gets, gets to that point, but the arrogance and the culture of Michigan pushes it that way. They have a culture set to be, uh, extremely arrogant. There's no other fan base that can call in and into radio or anything and they all say things like okay i'll admit it michigan fans can be a little arrogant if you are saying that you'll admit that they can be a little arrogant it means you're really fucking arrogant just trying to sugarcoat it and that's what they're always doing and it's like your culture is kind of being an asshole and uh sniffing your own farts like it's always been that. And now that they've got the King fart sniffer himself, Jim Harbaugh getting validated by all the media because he's finally doing well after seven years. Now you're going to, they're, they're all really going to just feedback loop into just insanity. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a little, a little bit taxing for a year or two um, or till whenever he goes to the Colts. Uh, in April. I was going to say is whenever he leaves for the NFL again, yeah, it's going to be pretty toxic until he's gone. I, I just I, I urge Spartan fans um, that I, I urge people to remember these times. What I always try to do is just remember these times because there is a point when Michigan does poorly, which I've been online here for as well, where they start whining about people being classless yep. and uh, being disrespectful to them. 
So then remember, sudden, remember all the egg profiles who called who called Jacoby Winman a thug. Remember yep. that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what I'm saying is that you'll see is that because every program has ups and downs, they will have a down at some point, maybe sooner than later, judging by that 2023 class. But the key, the thing you got to remember is that they will, then they go into a different mode of, oh, well, why is everyone so mean to us? MSU is so mean. All their fans are dicks. And it's like, no, no, no. We just, we just remember, we kept receipts. You're mad. We kept receipts. It's, 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 it's someone being mad that someone else, that someone's sticking up for themselves. And that's always, that's toxic. They just so. cry wolf and play the victim when it's not going their way. Like it and they always do that. They always have and they always will. It is literally their one of it's not their motto, but it is one of their ways. Like that's how Michigan man behaves. And w- there's going to be that moment like if we oh man, if we beat them in Spartan Stadium next year, it like any Michigan fan there, I'm not, I'm not going to be like violent or anything too, but I'm, I'm going to get some stuff off my chest. If there's any Michigan fans sitting here, <laughs> like just, just hearing me. And especially if you talk shit, like they were to me last year, then that's going to be different. But I'm for sure. As soon as I see Jim Harbaugh's goofy looking ass walking out, I'm going to boo the fuck out of him and call him some names. Children should not be allowed in the stadium on that late October day. <laughs> if you have kids with you, explain to them that this is an adult environment. Like, don't there? There's some ladies in front of me in section 28 who like get so mad at us for like saying anything close to obscene or like not even obscene. And I want to tell those people, keep your kids at home for this game. It's gonna yeah. be a blood. It's gonna be bloody no matter what. I. That's the thing I think needs to change change most about the game day experience. And I think this is a college-wide issue. And then we can transition to talk about the CFP and all this stuff. Is like people take, this is a societal issue. People take their kids to shit and then make it everyone else's issue. Yep. You bring your kid to an environment that you know, if you're bringing your kid to a Michigan State game, odds are you've been to Michigan State games before. You know what it's going to be like. You know there's going to be you know there's going to be swearing. You know there's going to be obscene chants. You know all of that. So your job isn't yo to hold on. Uh, DJ Uyanga headed to the portal. Uh, duh. I know. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's you can see that coming after uh that club nick kid just cooked in North Carolina. Liberty is gonna love him. Uh <laughs> but he like okay, like if you're gonna bring your kids somewhere, if you don't like your kids hearing foul language, then either leave them at home. Or be a fucking parent and explain to them that that kind of language isn't okay and it's only for adults. Like if you're like if you're so worried 
about your kids learning bad habits, then maybe you shouldn't introduce them to a sport where if they're if they participate, there's a thirty percent chance they'll be drinking out. Of, they'll be drinking their food from a straw. Just saying. Yeah. Let's talk about the CFP. Yep. Let's do it. Um, giving the two seed the easier game is a choice. However, Max Duggan has that fucking dog in him. He is the anti-Peyton Thorne. Everything Peyton Thorne isn't, Max Duggan is. And everything Peyton Thorne is, Max Duggan is, but better. And he looks like Connor Cook. He does. A guy who won three straight against Michigan. He does. So that was a good game yesterday. Um, I think Sonny Dykes just was too arrogant. and just, But, like, I don't get why you do that run play twice. Like if they, It's a coaching issue. If it's they stop a, it on third down, why don't you just fucking let Dugan win, win the game for you? You got here with him. Let him QB sneak it, and if you fucking blow it, no one's really going to say anything if you QB sneak it. Here's the thing. In this, 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 it seems like a lot of coaches do this, yeah. where they just like forget about the QB sneak in short yardage situations, right? Mm-hmm. Are, uh, are apparently, according to Chief, our future uh, assistant oh. of the year, Jay Johnson, oh, is God. guilty as hell of this where it's a short yarded situation and you just refuse to throw your quarterback under center and just have your fullback pick him up and throw him. I mean, honestly, sure. If you're fourth and short from anywhere on the field, the play call is so easy. You put your quarterback under center, you put a tight end and fullback. The ball is snapped. You take the tight, you tell the tight end, grab the quarterback shoulder pads, and throw him as far as you can. That is all you need to do. That is a legal football play. And coaches refuse to run it. J.J. Watt, one of the best defensive players of his generation, said it himself. It is impossible to defend in short yardage. Yeah. Why aren't you doing this more? This isn't just a Jay Johnson thing. This is like every coach anywhere at any level. I think, I think Watt said, like, to expand on that, he was like, I don't understand why you're moving the ball back three to four yards to gain five yards. Like, he said, that is so ridiculous, you know, because, you're you know, that's part of the play setup. But he's like, if you're QB sneaking, we don't have time to prepare for that. You more than likely will get that yard. That's just what frustrated me about it because TCU had the chance to win that game. Hell, even kicking a field goal, they probably go to double overtime. But uh, yeah, CFB, let's talk about it expanding. Or no, not well, we'll talk about CFP. So we could see, I think Georgia is going to win it. I think it is Georgia's national title, and everyone is playing for second place. Um I think Michigan is going to, going to go to the national title game. I really do. Um, I just have this feeling they're going to do some miracle run to the title game, but lose to Georgia again like they did last year. We're going to be sweating it, but then 
about 10, 15 minutes into the into the Georgia Michigan title game, we'll probably be feeling pretty good. So here's here's my thing. Uh, the just like I, I'm gonna borrow a phrase you usually used earlier in the season. What the fuck? How are we losing now? What Questionable f- shot selection and Bad turnovers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guess uh, who it is? Guess who's doing it? It's Boo Booey. Fucking Boo Booey. Get a goddamn job, motherfucker. Um. Anyway, like honestly, like if you watch that SEC championship game, Georgia kind of looks kind of looks vulnerable. Now to counter that, yeah. you have you have college football's biggest dipshit on the other sideline. <laughs> and he will probably forget that he has the best receiving room in, in probably in all of college football and run his and run R, and run his RB4 off tackle three times before uh, throwing a 12-yard fade to his tight end. So we'll see. But I don't know. Like, Georgia seems – Ohio State is, like, the perfect team to beat Georgia. It's just a matter of how is Ryan Day going to fuck this up? (laughs) Because if you take away – if you take away that weird blocked field goal thing and that, like – and that helmet interception, like, I know you can't. But, like, if you, like, take some of those fluke plays away, those, like, once in every 10,000 plays away, like, that's a one-possession game. <laughs> Again, LSU played them pretty pretty tight. And their, quarter, and their quarterback went down even. LSU should have known about that field goal. That's a live ball until it's whistled dead. Like, I did not understand why they weren't going for that ball or, like, just touch it and it's down. Like that, that was so funny. The Georgia player literally just stares. Like, is anyone coming after me? <laughs> he just runs it ninety yards. I don't even think he was sure that he was that I, he was allowed to. Pick I think it his up. coaches. I think his sideline was like, "Get the ball, get the ball." Well, you could see Todd Munkin in the stands. Yeah. Going, don't touch it! Don't touch it! Don't touch it! Like they showed him. Like they have the camera in the booth. Like rest and of you could see. No yeah. Yeah, you could see Todd Munkin going, "No, no, 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 no! No touching." So I don't think anyone knew what the fuck was going on there, but that was pretty funny to watch. Like I have no sympathy for Brian Kelly. Yeah. George's corners aren't, um, aren't, aren't spectacular. So, you know, whoever plays them in the title game will have a chance, but Georgia's offense is cooking on all cylinders. Darnell Washington should be illegal. Like (laughs) he specifically should be banned from playing football. What a ridiculous human being Darnell Washington is. Yeah. And Stetson Bennett is like, it's just so funny. He's like, he's just killing it. Like ever since the title game last year, he's just fucking dominating. Slinging it. He's, slinging it. he's great. I, I think Georgia is pretty unstoppable. Um, regardless, they look vulnerable. Yeah. They're not as good as last year, but they're still I good mean, enough to win it. Without they're still good enough to win games. And I think, you can see that Michigan without Blake Corum is a little different. Um, I think Donovan Edwards isn't doesn't provide as much of the flash as uh, Blake Corum. 
and they can't grind it as easy. And to be honest, if they, if it became a Georgia Michigan national title, it really suck. But um, I think you would see that, that Michigan would try a lot of their normal tactics of grinding it out and doing their normal thing. And Georgia just wouldn't fall for it. They wouldn't, they're, they're, they don't, they can get through that Michigan line better than any other team they've played. And then they also have the guys behind it to keep, to keep doing it. So it's not like they, they're playing someone with a, a weak spot. It's Georgia has, Georgia doesn't really have a weak spot. They just might not have as, as strong of a strong spot somewhere. But um, I think that the other the other thing would be like if we were talking about an Ohio State Michigan matchup, which isn't happening. Um, I don't. But they concentrated so much on the run, and I think now they they you don't need to do that with Michigan with Blake Corum out that they can't. You don't need to commit fully on the on the run with it. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it'd be interesting to see. I still think again, like you were saying, is that that it's kind of Georgia's to lose. Um, they yeah. are really the only team that hasn't shown significant uh, flaws. A second would be Michigan that hasn't shown that big of big of holes or flaws. I think Michigan's secondary is not that great, but usually they, they haven't played a lot of good offenses or Ryan day being a dumbass. Yep. So I think yep. Jeff Brom kind of showed what you need to do to a Michigan defense to kind of keep them on their heels. So um, they just didn't have the athletes to do it. If, if Ohio State plays Michigan for the national title, I'm just going to go ahead and congratulate Michigan. Like, I don't see Ryan Day growing the nuts within a month to, to beat this team. I just don't see Honestly, it's a win-win for Ohio State fans, right? Because, because you get to fire Ryan Day more easier. Right. If they lose, I mean, Ryan Day is fired. Like – you beat Washington, you beat Georgia, and then you lose to Michigan for the third time in two years. Like, there's no no coach survives that. I don't care who you are. Um, but if you win, like the past two years, it's just gone. Like it's just washed away. Like it's over. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Georgia's Georgia's just too good. They're too deep. You know, Michigan may have one or two guys. Georgia's got like three guys at every position. I want Georgia TCU just because I really wouldn't care who win the national championship. You know, it would be like a pretty easy night where I can just watch the game and like enjoy it. Michigan TCU, I think, will be fun because it's going to be a high point scoring game. That's going to be a high. Are there are there lines out for that one? Yes, Michigan is. uh, Michigan is a nine and a half point favorite. What? Yeah, and you and the funny part is that uh, I think John Kirby had that tweet of if your spread is higher for your two and three seed than your one four seed, then you did the poor selection. Uh, And you you've you've rated them wrong. Wait, what's Georgia favored by? It's six and a half. That spread is Georgia's favored by six and a half in that game. They're giving Ohio State too much. Yeah, I think Georgia should be a two touchdown favorite. Um, well, yeah, we don't we don't look the greatest on defense right now, um, basketball wise. So let's talk 
do we want to mention uh, real quick that starting the 2024 season, the same year that we get our Big Ten editions of USC and UCLA, um, the college football playoff is expanding to 12 teams? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm a big I'm a big expansionist guy. Um, for this reason and this reason only, it will be there is a clearer path for my team to make the playoff, provided <laughs> that Mel Tucker just provided that Mel Tucker is who we think he is. Ten and two could get you in. Ten and two get you in. You look at the teams like Tennessee getting fucking shit stomped in Columbia. They're hosting a playoff game. Like, that's the kind of shit, like, everyone, every time there's a major change in college football, everyone is, like, everyone writes an obituary for it as, like, a sport. Like, it'll never be the same. They did it for the BCS. They did it for the CFP, NIL, the transfer portal. And to me, I, outside of Michigan State, I've never had more fun following college football like nationally than I do right now because there's so many layers. There's so much, right? Like watch, there's no greater joy in life that you can have than watching Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M fall flat on their face. Oh yeah. (laughs) And, and it's so, there's so much stuff going on. Like, like you said, the layers to it and there's just always, it's year round. It's made it really year round for excitement, especially if you're having a program like MSU, not saying MSU specifically, but a program that is not necessarily a stepping stone program, but is trying to build. And you, I mean, it's exciting for MSU fans. I mean, I'm excited for the portal. I'm excited to see what we do in the off season. I'm excited for recruiting and then I'm excited. It leads right into, into the season. So it's, it, it's nice for someone who likes football as their as their main sport the most. Right. And and just to and just to bring this up, like a 12 team playoff last year when Michigan was when Mich- when MSU was was 10th in the country, right? Uh we would have <laughs> oh oh never mind. Okay, I hate the 12 team playoff because last year <laughs> we were 13th. No, last year we were 10th. So we would have gotten in, but we would have had to go back to the horseshoe. Yeah, that's right. We would have played Ohio State. And mm, then if we won. No, thanks. Uh, but again, like. Not interested, thank. But again, here's the thing. <laughs> they changed the criteria. So it's now the five, the five highest ranked conference champions. Huh. Or the six highest ranked conference champions, because there's a G five spot in there. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. So there's basically a spot guaranteed for a G five. That I like that. So you know, um, if Jeff and Peyton reunite in Kalamazoo next year, they can. Uh... It ain't happening, man. Tim Tim Listerine could just got fired. Tim Listerine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but they'll order it differently, right? They seeded this – as much as Boo Corrigan wanted to get up there and say, no, we didn't schedule it to avoid matchups, you scheduled it to avoid it. You scheduled it to avoid it. I mean, that's just – that's what you did. Like, 
you schedule you scheduled it to avoid an Alabama Georgia rematch. You scheduled it to avoid uh, an LSU an Alabama LSU rematch. Like that's that's what you that's what you did. Like you did it. Um. So you know that doesn't necessarily mean we would have went to the horseshoe last year. So here, um. But yeah, no. Instead of the argument of oh who's five who you know who's four who's five who's six. Right now we get to go. Okay, who who's getting the home game? Who's getting the buy? Who deserves the buy? Who deserves the home game? Yeah, we're gonna be on. Uh, we're gonna have an even bigger in the playoff hunt graphic, which will be yeah. We get to watch. We get to watch Notre Dame. We get to watch Notre Dame have to go down to fucking UCF. <laughs> like we have to watch. Uh, we get to watch. We get to watch Texas go to go to Happy Valley in December. Like, this is the kind of shit. This is the kind of shit that'll make it fun. Yeah, and like having a G five team in there could cause a major upset someday. And you know what? Will this ultimately balance the scales of power in college football? Probably not. It'll help. But- you can see the scales starting to balance balance with NIL in the portal. You can see well, it. And the uh and the broke buffs, you know, making a big time move. Oh yeah. So um at, at his introductory he ju- he had his introductory press conference today. Yeah. Uh his son Shadur was there. Yep. And he asked Shadur to stand and was like, This is your quarterback. So he doesn't beat around the bush, man. <laughs> no, and then that number one wide receiver in the 23 class committed there. Uh, what was the name of the running back who, who we flipped from Florida State last year? Uh, Something Wilma. Hunter. Travis Hunter. Wilma. Oh, yeah, Wilma Dickfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Travis yeah. Hunter, like Carter said. Yeah, so Travis Hunter, uh, he'll, uh, so he'll probably transfer to Colorado. It's going to be fun, man. They're gonna be they're gonna be a playoff team in twenty four. I bet. Yeah, they'll be fun. Yeah, um, they'll be a lot of fun. So, um, do we my, want to ask? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry, sorry. Oh, my thought about Deion Sanders is <clears throat> when he eventually leaves Colorado for to go to the SEC, FSU. That fan base is going to get so racist. <laughs> 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 they they put away their MAGA hats for right now. It's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like that Goku weed, where it's like I'm about to get racist. <laughs> it's super racist. Yeah, it's like just kidding. Now I'm even more racist. Car- Carter, what do you what do you think about the twelve team playoff? I I was I'm a fan of expansion, but I think twelve was a little much. Um, I always believed in six. I've always believed in uh, top two. Top two teams get buys, and then uh, three plays six and four plays five. Okay. I honestly always thought that that was the right thing because I think it still make you know I think it still makes the regular season matter, you know that much more. Um, and I think twelve twelve kind of makes the regular season mean less. Uh, and it kind of hurts, you know, because I think some of those, some of those small schools that need that money, 
um, to play the bigger schools at the beginning of the year. They're not going to get that as much just because teams are going to stop scheduling those because, and it's going to be that way, especially as they continue to just do away with conferences, which I do think is going to continue to happen. It'll just be teams playing each other just like straight up. So I wasn't a fan of how much they expanded to 12. Um, I was more of a fan of, I was more of a, I am a fan of expansion, but I think it should have been six, maybe eight, but Hmm. yeah, not 12. Well, it's a step in the right direction. Maybe someday they'll pare it down a little bit, but I think, I think 12 is only the the first step and they're going to, whoops, sorry. They're going to go, they're going to see how much money that's making and go bigger, go bigger every decade or so. Here's where I, I think 12 is the biggest you can do. And, and, and here's why it, if you do 16, you're basically going to have to go, okay, we're only doing the big 10 SEC. I don't think you can go. Oh, you'll have to NFLize it completely. And there's too much archaic bullshit in college football to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to do that. I don't think at least for another 30, at least for another 20, 25 years. So I think 12 is probably the most we're going to get. That includes all five conferences. Honestly, I think a future is more likely where conferences shrink, where conferences shrink more than we get like the 20 team super conferences. Because honestly, the more I think about it, right, the most entertaining conference championship game this year, this year, the two most were the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Those two are the big losers in this round of expansion, and they had the most entertaining conference championship games. So I don't think Ohio State and Michigan playing each other twice in two weeks is going to sit well with a lot of people. I don't think I don't think Texas and I don't think like Texas and LSU playing each other twice in two weeks is going to sit well with a lot of people. I think you're going to see a future where, where like maybe the SWC comes back, maybe the big East reforms. I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see them go back. I think you're going to see them go back more regional with a higher focus on the national playoffs than the conference trying to expand nationally. And I don't know how long USC and UCLA will be with us. I think that I think the bridge is about to collapse on the on the super conferences. Yeah. It it's gonna be there, there's gonna be whisperings like a year or two into their stint with us, like Nebraska, like thinking about going back to the Big 12 type of stuff. I mean, and and here's the other thing is the media money is is big, it's a lot, it's a big draw, but I don't know how you're gonna be able to to balance that scale with, okay, we get a lot of money for football and and a little bit for basketball, but now we got to charter a jet for our women's field hockey team because they have to go play in New Jersey on a Tuesday afternoon. (laughs) There's a lot of logistical, there's a lot of logistical shit that I think is kind of going to, 
football and basketball will not be the uh, will not be the will not be the reason conferences reshape. It'll be the other sports that they're legally required to maintain. Yeah, they're going to be looking at trains from uh, L.A. to to New Jersey. Maybe that'll find. Maybe conference realignment will finally get light speed rail in America. Yeah, if Elon <laughs> can get us the light rail, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Everyone stops listening to Elon about the fucking Hyperloop and we just build light speed rail. So let's talk about uh, basketball. We're currently down one point to Northwestern, but we did have a game early, uh, uh, middle last week that I had the pleasure of attending um, that went south pretty quickly. Uh, I, I was at the Notre Dame. MSU game. I think I might have mentioned it last week. Uh, pros where I got to meet uh, Joppy on Twitter, J-O-P-P-Y-7, and his uh, girlfriend, Ann, Annie, uh, at, at O'Rourke's by Notre Dame, which is a pretty good little bar. Um, and the hospitality suite that I had access to at the game was awesome. Like pretty much any food you want, unlimited beer, drinks, and the seats were pretty nice. Like, you know, I got to see center court. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was about the highlight. I left at halftime <laughs> with how bad we were just getting fucking smoked. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot. You went, how long is that drive for you? That hour-ish. Okay. Okay. Well, it still sucks. Yeah. I mean, it, it was good. It was a good little getaway. You know, free ticket with, like, the – it's like the name Namioli club that like big time donors and sponsors get access to. So I got a hookup through my work, which was pretty nice. And, you know, it, it's kind of hard to pass that up. Free college right. basketball is pretty hard to pass up. Um, but boy, I felt like I was owed a refund with what I watched that first half. Getting Oof. cooked, getting cooked by the douchebag lifeguard in an eighties movie <laughs> is not what you want. That's just, it's not what you, it's not what you, it's not what you should hope for. Uh, yeah, we, we were, I mean, it just, we just looked tired that game. We looked tired and like, we kind of didn't want to be there. That's what it looked like to me. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't, I mean, I didn't see everything that you guys might've seen on TV, but it, it was just one of those games where it felt like it was just going to keep going and going in the wrong direction. And I just decided to get, instead of coming home at like one 30 in the morning, I got home at like 1145. So, I mean, I'm okay with my decision. Um, but our second half is about tip off on our game. I think we're about to, about to jet, but there, I'm going to address something real quick that some random Twitter account is tweeting a uh, random MSU fan is saying rumor has it that Chuck Brantley will hit the transfer portal. This would be a devastating loss for MSU football. Um, I'm going to say I can feel pretty confident. I'm not giving this person the at uh, plug because it's bullshit. I'd say that, that they're full of horseshit right now, that they are just, looking on the message boards and trying to trying to stir the pot. Pretty sure they got that from his Instagram story. That would be my guess. Yeah. 
because he posted on his Instagram story, pray I make the best decisions. That's for me, which I also think could be song lyrics, but <laughs> I think that's what they're grasping at. So yeah, I wouldn't put anything into that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's young kids on Instagram. It's like a song or they might just be kind of going through a rough time. We might not know what their personal life is like. So it really doesn't help when you stir the pot and add that shit on Twitter to get your, well, he only has 300 followers, but like, to get people riled up nonetheless. It doesn't matter Good luck if you to have one. Him. Huh? Good luck to him. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't I matter mean... if you have one follower or one million followers. Like starting that false shit, it, it just doesn't end well for you at all. Or it gets you banned if you pretend yeah. to be a reporter like my old account. I, I also would say is that if we are hinging our secondary on Chuck Brantley, then we have bigger <laughs> issues. And <laughs> um chuck yeah. Bradley is five nine and i and 140 pounds he hits hard that's really cool and yeah. has some explosive plays but he should <laughs> not be our one of our main corners uh, uh i like him and i hope he stays but at the same time if he leaves that won't implode msu that's not msu collapsing so right um but it just it's not good to, to look at instagram and then just like make a tweet and then basically explain it but like it, it just doesn't look good it's it's sending people into a frenzy when it really is nothing yet it could be something but it's not anything yet right it's twitter though it's the app with the dumbest people yeah <laughs> we say that as for terminal twitter users so yes as more as more perpetual perpetually <laughs> online folks <laughs> terminally online yeah um so yeah we'll just cool off on that uh we can touch on the nfl real quick i'm not an nfl fan anymore um now don't pay attention uh but i did see the lions one so good for you guys that's all i have let's go uh my friend asked me today uh what do i need what do i need out of jared golf the rest of the season order for me to go okay i'm okay with him coming back as the starter next year uh today <laughs> i need yeah. i need basically today repeated for the next month in order for me to go okay jared let's run it back that's kind of what i need i need performances like today he was confident in the pocket he was making good reads he was throwing good passes he didn't make any really dumb decisions um, the, the O-line is finally fully healthy and showing why, why they're one of the best O-lines in the NFL. If we can get one or two more depth pieces, either through the draft or through free agency this off season, we're going to have some great, uh, we're going to be set up really well for next season. Um, yep. So, you know, especially having the number three overall pick right now, um, that's great. The Rams are going to continue to lose and they're not winning another game. We have the Lions have a very winnable, very, very, very winnable schedule the rest of the way out. They have a game against each divisional opponent, uh, against each divisional opponent left, which I mean, outside of Minnesota, the division is really, really weak. So they have the Vikings next week. It's it's one o'clock. If, so if the Vikings win, they clinch the division. If if the Lions win, they basically stave it off for like another week. 
Yeah. So, um, one o'clock Kirk Cousins. I'm not. <laughs> Yikes. Um, although I believe, can you flex games? Yeah. Is it too late to flex? You could flex oh, same day. Okay, like you can flex from like one to eight. Like if, like if NBC was like, I want that to be Sunday Night Football. Yeah, they they, they could, could they could try. I mean, it's doable. Okay, I just didn't know what the, I don't know what the flexing rules are. But you so, get you get to see your draft pick get better because the Rams play four straight primetime games. Yeah, those games. At least one of those games are getting flexed. But well, they're not the Christmas Day ones. Not getting flexed. No, the, yeah, except for the they, Christmas Day one. But. They could actually beat the Broncos. Like, I actually feel like they could beat the Broncos that day. At least two of them. At least two of them are getting flexed. Yeah. Um, no one wa- No one wants to see John Wolford on Monday Night Football. So, Vikings next week, then the Jets, which the Jets have looked shaky lately. The Mike White hype lasted an entire week. Um, then, then the Panthers. The Panthers are dead. The Bears, uh, the Bears are gonna pack it in. They're gonna, they're gonna shut down Justin Fields. I feel like, yeah. After this week, after losing to the Packers, the Packers and, might shut it down pretty soon. And then the Packers at Lambeau, um, that game yeah. might come down to our playoff hopes. So that's gonna be a game where the Lions are probably gonna lose in some stupid fat. If the Lions win, if the Lions playoff hopes hinge on going to Lambeau and winning and they win that game I fully expect them to be in the NFC championship game next season that's kind of where I'm at damn <laughs> that's that's kind of I, I expect them to have 12 wins next season that's kind of where I'm at Spartan Dumas over here I mean listen <laughs> I'm sorry I just had to say it. you you could basically return everybody I think the only real free agent we have to worry about is Swift, which you can tag them. Uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have a top ten pick, which you can either use to get to get like uh, that guy. You can get like one of the guys from Georgia to round out the defense. Or you can get a depth, or you can get a depth, or you can trade back and get and get some depth. You have JMO back. You'll have Jameson Williams back. Exactly. Yeah, I'm so so happy for you guys. The path the path is laid bare. Like this is the most hope I felt as a Lions fan since probably since Caldwell since maybe Caldwell was hired. <laughs> maybe like a month ago you were like. This team's done. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, am I wrong for having hope after this last month? No. No. Like, am I crazy? I, I miss having hope. That, that's kind of nice. You know, I'm, uh, but I'm not an NFL fan anymore. I'm just an observer. I don't know if I'm this hopeful because MSU was so bad I need – I need a positive thing to root for in football. Yeah. Um, shout out the dealer South pilots back to back state champs, by the way. Uh, yeah. I like, I mean, 
there's only one game out. There's only one game on the rest of the schedule. I would pencil in as a loss right now. Which and one? that's next. That's next week against the Vikings. Yeah, but unless it gets flexed to thirty or eight, we played the Vikings really fucking close at home. Yeah, at their place on the road. You get them in a home atmosphere. Fuck, you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, and especially since like. I mean, I think Seattle is the first team on the outside looking in, and then it's the Lions. Like, if the Seahawks did lose today, you know, that would have helped you out. But, you know, obviously obviously the other team losing helps you in the future. I think 9-8 and eight, I think nine and eight might get them in. 9-8 and is going to be really close. But, like, if they, they, if, just, even, the if they just, finish, even if they finish 9-8, I'll be incredibly hopeful. The, the Niners just lost Jimmy G for the year, so it's going to be interesting. I think they have enough talent overall to get in the playoffs, but I don't see them going to the Super Bowl again now. Like they were, they were looking like it, but I don't see it. Um, who's who's their quarterback now? Because Lance is done, right? Brock Purdy. Purdy, the Purdy party. He looked he looked uh, pretty good. Uh, visual meme. I uh, took my glasses off like CSI Miami. Um, Lucas, how did you just miss the Larry David reference? Oh my God. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, now they're showing the boo booey highlights from when he had 30 because he's got oh like 14 God. already. Why is this in black and white? Because <laughs> that's how long ago it was. <laughs> Why did they troll us so much, dude? Was this game was this game at Jenison? <laughs> Boy, whatever. Uh, you know, I just want the I want beat Michigan. Fuck it. That's all I want. Beat Michigan. Um but uh interesting that, you know, I just want to say something before we take off. Michigan fans were making fun of us for beating Kentucky, saying the word they weren't a great team, they weren't this amazing team or that it wasn't a quality win. Huh. How did you how did you do against them today in London? Uh, I think you lost. You, you held up the L, and Hunter Dickinson flexed again. I love that. And uh, boy, it didn't work out great. And you went to overtime against Ohio earlier in the week. Um, might want to watch how you're talking shit. I mean, it's not like we're looking amazing, but I mean, I think the playing field's t- totally level, if not in MSU's favor for these for these two games. Um, <sighs> All right. I think that was a pretty good pod. Yeah, no. Let's yeah. let's let's watch this second half. That is probably gonna <laughs> yeah, end. and have a and then have a meltdown. Oh, and uh, I will recommend a movie. I just saw it today, The Fablemans. Uh fantastic movie. Spartan Dog and I have seen it. Um it it's what what a picture. My second favorite movie of the year, I think, is gonna end up being what's your what's your first one? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Able means is close, but everything, everywhere. I will never for the feeling of watching everything, everywhere, all at once in a nearly empty theater and openly weeping at multiple points throughout the movie is that's going to be a hard experience to top. I mean, Spielberg's my guy, so I'm I'm going with Fablemans. I think I think they're gonna I think it's gonna win Best Picture. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick, like, if you ask me to pick Best Picture, it's probably either going to be that or, for some reason, everybody fucking loves Elvis, which I haven't even seen. Oh, it's it's worth watching. 
he's why that's the only part i've seen like if tom hanks was like oh a normal God. person in the movie it would probably be the oscar front runner with how like austin butler is really fucking good he is really good that's the only that's the only clip i've seen is is the is the kid from power of the dog going he's why oh and i can't wait for a top gun maverick to get best picture nominated um i'm shooting my shot it's gonna happen and cassie's gonna be beyond pissed because she hates tom cruise tom cruise tom cruise legacy oscar let's get it let's get that going <laughs> she will break our tv if he wins the oscar i would put pretty good odds on that happening um i love i freaking love tom cruise um i did not get the hype on top gun maverick though really i liked it i thought the opening jet sequence was cool but yeah, then well, that's, lost the have you seen the first one the first top gun yeah i've seen the first top gun um i'm saying though is that like the shit where it gets to where he's on the ground and the helicopter chases him that that was where i was like oh damn it yeah it it basically it basically becomes a marvel movie at that point (laughs) yeah and that's right that's where i was like okay that's dumb everything else was cool like the effects are all sweet i can still appreciate those i just was like eh. coming to paramount plus i think in like a week-ish Maybe even this week, but whatever. Um, guys, do you have anything else to add? We all good? No, team better figure it out, man. This is defensively, good. dude. Actually, it's offensively in the second half more so. Yeah, yeah. we need to figure it out. Um, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough when uh, Jason Whitens is, is, is getting major minutes it's just yeah. he's what ends. <laughs> um, what are we feeling about that? We didn't really talk too much about how MSU basketball was doing in terms of. I mean, again, like I I felt better about the about the ten scholarship players thing at the beginning of the season, but uh, can we please get Keon? back on this team please i think he's there he's just not like playing well they were waiting to see if they were going to make a bowl and then um and then then they were gonna um and then him and uh him and tucker were gonna discuss discuss like a discuss a plan about bringing them back in uh well we're down eight right now we need a Head taps, no duck, duck, goose. <laughs> yeah, that's so. I don't know. I feel like after the season you had, if you don't let Keon, if you don't let Keon play basketball, he's going to be in the portal. So I would feel pretty good about Keon coming back. Yeah, he, he's going to, it's going to happen. Um, I think we're good though. Rest of the night. I think we're good. Yep. Um, yeah. Matt, Matt, thanks for coming on, my my brother, my partner, my family. No problem. I'll let you guys know when I um look to come for like a basketball game or something. I was trying to yeah. figure that out, but if not, I'll see you guys at either in the the joys of the internet or as uh or or the tailgate. Come yeah, thank, thank. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Like I I kind of lost the passion of tailgate, but like I'm going to three of the six. I've negotiated it for next year. But I'm, I've got all my tickets for next year, but I'm just going to do three of six tailgating. Um, 
for yeah for, i for reason I'm, I'm still trying to figure out whether i get my season tickets or not because i i just can't go you know <laughs> as much i i'm taking i'm taking a principled stance um i will not buy season tickets until raw sells is fired. i will not commit to season <laughs> tickets until raw sells is fired and I've, t- I've talked, I've had conversations with someone in the ticket office about it because like I put in, um, cause I wanted to see those like touchdown club seats, like the Caesar sports book, touchdown club seats for my dad for one of the games. And he's at, he was asking me about season tickets. I was like, not without staff changes. So <laughs> how much yeah, are I've, seats? I, I've had my, my season tickets for, they've been in my family for about like 12 years, 15 years, something like that. And I'm the one who pays for them now, but like, even then I can only make it to like two or three games at the most. And that's where I'm like, well, if I'm paying this much, why don't I just buy the tickets individually? Possibly get better seats if they're bad. Right. But at the end of the day, then I'm reminded when Michigan plays at Michigan State, why? Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm I have those tickets. Yeah, you because those seats are. A you have, yeah. You buy season tickets for one game a year, basically. I mean, yep. that's kind of maybe two, and I'm fine with that. These days, it's one every two years, but yeah. yeah. Um, fellas, it's been a been a good pod. Um, hopefully, hopefully we get off this recording and they start winning. Maybe we're the jinx. <laughs> um, until next time, everyone, go green. Okay, so we we finished recording. We're just wrapping up. Um, I saw a tweet from a Colorado beat writer uh, at at Dion's hiring conference. Colorado AD Rick George was asked how CU came up with the money to hire Dion Sanders. He said, we don't have the money yet, but I know we'll have it. So I'm not worried about that piece. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i saw um spencer you wrote, ious you wrote prime and iou <laughs> you're putting a signing bonus on your fucking capital one card oh my god how funny would it be if they can't come up with the money and dion's like i'm going to cincinnati yeah i'm just not gonna coach <laughs> oh my god um yeah, we just had to chime in with that. And I love that Spencer Hall, Bum Chillips, tweeted the Tim Heidecker, uh, it's free real estate gif. Um, that's just fantastic. All right, we're, we're out. Have a great week. Go Gein. Think. Keep chopping. Keep chopping.